Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Sounders FC Postmatch Show on Seattle Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Starbucks, official partner of Sounders FC. Sharp Vision Modern LASIK, the official LASIK provider of Sounders FC. The Sounders FC Postmatch Show starts now. One unfortunate result for your Seattle Sounders in Commerce City, Colorado as they fall to the Rapids, a final score of one nothing. The goal came in the 50th minute. Uh, not sure if it was officially called an own goal by Yamar. That's what it sure looked like. Or if Jonathan Lewis gets credit for tapping it after it was already over the line. Uh, but that was the goal for the Colorado Rapids in the 50th. Jordan Morris with a chance in the 54th. Uh, Sounders had a couple other chances. You know, we have our Emerald Queen Casino play of the match each day. That really, unfortunately, was not a full uh, Emerald Queen Casino play of the match in the betting capital of the Northwest today, unfortunately. Um, for the Sounders, it is six points in three games over the last eight days, uh, but not able to get any points out of this one here tonight. Let's just start here, Danny, as I bring in Danny Jackson, Pete Fewing. My name is Jackson Feltz. We thank you for listening to the Postmatch Show. We are here at, by the way, Flatstick Pub on Pioneer Square. So if you need somewhere, if you're driving around and want to just kind of drown your sorrows a little bit, stop on by at a Flatstick Pub in Pioneer Square and have a beer. $2 from every beer sold today benefits Rave Foundation. And uh, they do some great work. They're 26 fields by 2026 campaign. Uh, so stop on by Plastic Pub, say hello, uh, because we are all disappointed together. And you should uh, join here in this in this not necessarily party, uh, but the group here that we have at Plastic. It's been a fun fun day here at Plastic. But uh, Danny, we'll go to you first here with just your initial thoughts uh, on the 90 minutes that leaves the Sounders uh, losing one nothing. Well, I think at the end of the game comments mirror what the halftime was. It was. Sounders were decent in possession uh, for good lengths of the game and good periods of the game. They just didn't have the cutting edge in that final third. And, you know, whether it's Jordan Morris with crosses, we had delivery from set pieces, fit, felt poor, overhit at times. I know the altitude does carry the ball a little bit further, but, you know, the, the goalkeeper, other than the Rui Diaz test and obviously Jordan Morris we talked about when he dinked it over the goal, he really should have put that one away. You know, national team U.S. player, those are the kind of standards he has to hold himself to. He has to put that one in the back of the net, especially away from home when you get a chance like that. I think it'll just be three points probably missed in some ways. I think Colorado were there for the taking. They are very good at home. I think 23 games now unbeaten, um, which is really a remarkable record to really hold, especially in MLS. I know it's hard to win away from home, but you know to keep that going for so long is, is impressive. But... They didn't necessarily impress me. Um, I think the Sounders did what they had to do as an away team. Again, managed tempo, kept the ball. But, you know, we did have the quality out there to do more and test the goalkeeper more. And I think that's where Brian Schmetzer, I think Pete, will be disappointed. Just not getting that cutting edge. And, you know, you can speak to three games in eight days, maybe a little bit mental and physical fatigue. But, you know, these, uh, these guys need to be able to grind it you know, get these wins, as you mentioned, you know, a point is a point, you know, and if they could have just hold, held on and, 
got that point that could be vital at the end of the game, end of the season. We've been in that situation before where we've lost out by a point to be top of the conference. And, uh, you know, I think they'll go away from here. Yes, to Jackson's point, six points uh, in three games is a decent return. But I think more could be had today. Yeah, I think really good teams that are top of the table find ways to get a win. They find ways or even to come from behind and get a tie. You know, you talked about Colorado. This is their sixth shutout this year. Uh, Yarborough, the goalkeeper, was stalling at the 70-minute mark, making sure that, you know, he took as much time off the clock as he possibly could. That's a team comfortable. And when it goes to Robin Frazier, comfortable holding a lead like that and then just lulling a team away. I'm a little concerned now. The first two games for Seattle, before CONCACAF uh, semifinals and finals, Seattle was solely focused on that. But this is the fifth game that Seattle's been shut out. That's a little worrisome. The first two games, they were shut out. So you can take that into consideration. But I think think the team's going to be disappointed that they couldn't figure out a way to get a goal. You're right. At halftime, we said the big players who, you know, can come through for Seattle and get goals, they didn't quite do it. So... um, you know, and coming off the bench, I thought some very experienced players coming off the bench weren't the spark that you want from yeah. a Will Bruin, from a Freddie Montero, especially Chu, especially you want to see those guys come in and really give you something. That's what the bench is for, is to get somebody to come in and light something up. Well, you know, as a coach, when players come and knock on your door and they want yes. playing time and they're yes, demanding yes. it, we know there's certain players on that bench who I'm sure do that on a regular basis. At the end of the day, Brian can point to games like this, right? Like, That's here's right. your chance. Right. Yes, you haven't played a ton of minutes, but these are the times to make my life difficult. Yeah. And Leo Chu's a prime example, right? He hasn't had a ton of minutes in competitive games that mean something over the last couple of months. But he's got the speed. The, the game was open. The game was there for him to be had. And, you know, just at times when he needed that little bit of quality, um, it just wasn't there. It was hopeful at times. We talked about it. The crossing... You know, even Montero not flicked one over the, the, um, the, over the goal and out of bounds, but he had a purpose to what he was trying to accomplish. Yeah. He got to the end line trying to dink it to the back post, whereas Leo Chu like, yes, received, like yeah, received yeah. it. And he just tried to, he's kind of wrapping his foot around it, hoping there was somebody there, hoping he could deliver quality. It was too, too close to the goalkeeper. So I think it's um, opportunity missed, to your point, Pete, yeah. certainly from guys off the bench. You, you want Morris to run him into the ground and then sub off in the 60th yeah. minute and then Chu really finish it, right? I'll, I'll tee him up, and then you go and close it out. So we didn't. Seattle didn't get that out of this game. But but I, I will say this against Houston, the one zero win on the Rui Diaz goal, with a lot of passes. I thought that goal was a terrific goal. But I thought Houston had a couple chances to tie it up. Yeah. So it kind of balances out a little bit. When I don't think we stole a win there. Maybe we yeah. did steal a win there, right? Or but I thought Houston could have come back and tied it. So, but balancing it out doesn't mean top of the table it means right now we're four six and one right you've got to find ways to still get wins it's interesting you think you know you get a win at home and then you if you tied houston tied colorado it's less points but it's a different feeling yeah both on the road right, right? exactly yeah, yeah. but yeah. but you know six points yes. unless you unless you're up one nothing as they were with Houston, right and you give up the tie yeah 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 <laughs> but you know five points versus six points you know it's it's interesting you know, emotionally Get grinding out two ties versus a win and a, and a loss. Sometimes that's a little bit different. But at the end of the day, I think right now it's about points. Get yeah. them in a position, yeah. climb quickly. Listen, if we'd have won tonight, we would have leapfrogged past Colorado. They were on 15 yeah. points before this game. We were on 13, a couple of games in hand, and Colorado win the playoff spot. We would have leaped them independent of what happened 
the rest of the of, of the day and the evening in terms of results around us. But we would have leapfrogged them, right? And they they were number yeah. one in the in the conference last year. So you know it doesn't take that much right now to to leapfrog and get yourself in a decent position. Because I think what Brian Schmetzer will be focused on um, will be where are we mid to end of August for the run-in. I think that's absolutely right. And for these Sounders right now, you know, listen, two points per game across a stretch is going to get you in the playoffs. And across a whole season, it's going to get you a top seed. That's 68 points, right? So that's going to get you a, a very, very high spot. I think the Sounders were, what, at 69 or 70 last year? Highest point or maybe it was a two years ago. Regardless, the point remains, two points per game is a really, really good mark. Yeah. So if you can continue that, that's great. But at the same time, it was frustrating today because the points were there. I mean, it's fortunate because it is an own goal that gets Seattle, that gets Colorado their goal. Whether that's called Jonathan Lewis officially or not, that's an own goal. Uh, unfortunate by, by Yamar, even if it wasn't his fault. Deflected off of Stefan Fry trying to clear that ball uh, across, right across the front of goal that just hits right off of Yamar's chest. And then in the 66th minute, you have a very interesting situation that probably should have been at least a penalty, if not a free kick. I don't know how that isn't a foul, where you clearly have one of Colorado's defenders put their foot right into Rui Diaz's, and it's not a PK. It looked like it was inside the box, but not a PK, not even a free kick, just play on uh, after VAR, and uh, that was an unfortunate situation there in the 66th where it looked like Seattle could have equalized that match. At the end of the day, it's a one nothing result for the Colorado Rapids. Uh, fans, you can score a great deal on tickets to the biggest Sounders matches of the season with a Sounders FC partial pack. Visit soundersfc.com slash partial packs to find the option that works best for your schedule. We'll take a break. We'll talk more about the bigger picture, the week overall, six points in three games. We'll look ahead to what's coming up next. There's a lot to get to on the post-match show. We are live from Flastic Pub in Pioneer Square. Come on by. Say hello if you have a chance. If you're upstairs right now, come on downstairs. Say hello. Play some mini golf. Drink some beer. $2 from every beer sold goes to Ray Foundation and benefits their causes, including the 2020, uh, 26 Fields by 2026 campaign. We'll take a break and come back. More coming up next. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Sounders FC Soccer on Seattle Sports Leader. 93.3 KJRFM. Welcome back to the Sounders FC post-match show. An unfortunate result for your Sounders in Colorado. one nothing the final as the Rappers get the win. I tell you what, it's been a fun time here at Plastic Pub. We had the CONCACAF Champions League trophy here. There was Brad Evans here. I just got a shot uh, with my wonderful wife, who is here as well. Thank you for coming to the broadcast. Um, you mean a picture? A picture, yes, a shot. The, you, a, I, I wish the Sounders got a shot. Because we're in a bar. A shot means you're drinking with your I, lovely wife. I did not get You got a, a shot, picture no. with the trophy with your lovely wife. That's exactly right. Just to clarify. El Himado. You know, we will get there. And I will mention tonight's 93.3 KJR FM coverage is brought to you, Danny, by El Himado Tequila. 
How about that? Uh, official tequila of Sanders FC. 100% good vibes. 100% agave. Please enjoy 100% responsibly. El Himidor tequila is 40% alcohol by volume. Must be 21 or older to enjoy. Uh, certainly we'll need a little El Himidor uh, to, to you know, help with the sorrows of tonight and this one nothing loss for your Sounders. But again, responsibly, I will tell folks, 100% responsibly. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about here is the bigger picture, which is a little bit what we talked about there in, in the last segment, but also in the sense of, you know, Garth Lagerwey was on a, a couple weeks ago uh, on Sounders Weekly, and he was telling me how, you know, they were looking, in because of CONCACAF, as Minnesota being the real starting point of this season, where they can invest all the resources in the regular season and invest resources in MLS action. And if you look at that, then you see two points in three games, or six points in three games, two points per game, as, all right, if you're going to say that that's the regular season and you're measuring your mark at this two points per game pace, that's going to leave you in a good spot, Danny. So now that we look ahead and knowing that the next five matches are at home, and we'll talk about Charlotte coming up a little bit later on, but with all this coming up, this is where you want to be. I think at the end of the day, listen, it's a frustrating and unfortunate result today considering the own goal and everything, but where the Sounders are sitting right now, yes, they're lower in the table, but there's no reason to panic right now in my opinion. Oh, absolutely not. When you look at the Sounders being in 12th spot right now with 13 points, you know, it just takes them a couple of those games they have in hand. I think they have certainly a couple of games, if not more, most of these teams, and we've played 11 because of CCL, and every team above us, as far as I can tell, as they kind of scour up this Western Conference, played 13. Right. So, you know, you tack on, let's say there's Yeah, there's 11, six 11 let's teams. Let's throw six points on there. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you're jumping yeah. way into those um, playoff spots. So, yes, obviously the Sounders um, have got space. They've got breathing room. We're early in the season, relatively speaking. But there's a lot of miles on those guys' legs. And I think Brian's spoken about that this past week about, I think he said it was 20-odd games I think they've already played, something like that, with all the CCL games. You know, go back to Montagua and Lyon, and there was a double games, right? Travel there as well. So I think the Sounders, you know, they'll appreciate the break that's coming up for international. I know there was a game rescheduled with Vancouver in the middle of that break. But if you look at the schedule, other than the very end of June, it's one a week. And there are beatable teams. We think about Charlotte, new franchise. They'll be excited to come here, you know, uh, and play in Seattle, of course. You know, you're a player. Well, these players obviously played around the league. But, you know, as a franchise to come into an environment like this, that's exciting for them. The Sounders will have to put them in their place very quickly. But, um, but I do think the most important thing you want is good, solid locker room. They have that. And they have quality, right? It's not as though you're struggling and doing what has happened in years past where you're looking at your squad and you have to build, especially in Schmetz's year when he came as coach in 16. Schmetz came in and then, you know, Ladera was in that time. We've had, you know, Clint Dempsey and we've had Ruth Diaz and we've had players come in and it's always worked out really well with quality players. This squad is built well and they did a lot of great work in the offseason and I think Ladera didn't play tonight. Alex Roldan didn't play tonight, right? right? So, you know, you get those players back and you've got a pretty deep bench that can come off and, you know, get kind of uh, shaken up a little bit and make sure they come on and provide some value. I think uh, the Sounders are primed to do just fine. I have no issues moving forward. You, Pete? No, that's very well said. I, I was looking at it. 13 teams, 11 teams have played 13 games. Seattle's got 11, right? Yeah. Uh, Vancouver's played 12. 
and Kansas City's played 14. So to your point, yeah. there's everybody's got more games. There's plenty of time, a lot of home games coming up, and you've got a break in between. So this has been a you – know, I, I think there's a, a natural hangover. We just had the cup here. So people are still in, you know, Champions League cup, you know, uh, <laughs> not hangover or glory, whatever you want to call it. No, yeah. But I mean, players we in that mode. Yeah. yeah. Players, you know, players have, they come from all around the world. Their friends all around the world are still celebrating yeah. and talking to them about that. So, yeah, they're going to come back and now be home, Danny. So it's, I, I'm, I'm not worried. I, and I know they'll get it right. And they got the talent. And you're right. No Roldan and, and no Nico. Those are important guys to this squad. They are. You know, the, I remember f playing that final. We walked away. We came off there and we were thinking, it normally feels like the, the season shuts down. That's the last game. You know, yeah. finals yeah. usually, especially in, in the way that the U.S. system has worked out. Playoffs, final, and then you go home, you go on vacation for eight weeks. Your body's almost tuned in for that. It's that muscle memory. You kind of go through that. So you get to this high and then you have this ability to basically kind of recompose yourself for yep. preseason, but it's in the middle of the season. And it's, it, it is quite a strange experience to play in a final like that so early on in the season. Of course, it happens in different leagues around the world. We play these staggered finals. Um, you know, obviously in England, they play a final in February. They have the, the FA Cup, and then they have the last, uh, last um, day of the season. And then, of course, Champions League coming up. But usually it is towards the end. And this one's so early on, it, is, it will take you know, a little bit of time just to get the body and the mind kind of acclimated that they have a, another two-thirds of the season to go. By the way, uh, congrats to Leeds. Leeds. Oh. oh, my goodness. I think I have more gray hair now after that game. <laughs> oh. I, mean, I mean, I must admit, you know, you know, the game of soccer is incredibly emotional, right? It's, it's the, the game of, of like apprehension and anxiety. Yeah. That's why people jump up and down the seat and it's 1-0. Yeah. But just the level of emotion. And today was as exciting of a final day, certainly in the English Premiership, mm -hmm. as there has ever been. Both at the top, Tottenham Arsenal, fighting for playoffs, and obviously relegation with Leeds. Are team. you on Twitter, Danny? Eh, not really. I dare you to put the video from your wife <gasps> yeah. uh, with oh. your children, with you screaming. Uh, on yeah. yeah, because that will give She caught it perfectly. Yeah, she did. She, yeah. That will give an example of what it's like. Right, yeah. everybody that engaged, and I was watching the games this morning, and I'm watching uh, Man City, and, I, and I'm talking to one of my assistant coaches, and they're down two nothing to Aston Villa, and he goes, "Oh, go to the Liverpool game." I go to the Liverpool game, and Man City's up three to two, <laughs> and I'm three goals in six minutes, last in four minutes, I think it was, and then I go back to that game, and then Liverpool's down one nothing, and they're up three to one, and yeah. I mean it was. Wonderful. It was great. Well, I mean, for me, at least, yeah. it was very relaxing because as a Tottenham Hotspur fan, I mean, we won five to nothing, and, and that secured our spot in the Champions League, so I'm happy. Which is impressive, really, when you think about what really Conte is. picked. The piece of Conte had to pick up, you know, early on in the season and really turn around the team. And Tottenham has always been one of those clubs where they've never fully capitalized on the quality they have, right? Yeah. You have, like, you know, you have Harry Kane obviously leading the line of attack, you know, consistently solid. They've always had so much talent. They've just never been able to break through and be consistent winners. They're consistently competitive. They're just not consistent winners. And I think Conte comes in, and he's won everywhere he's gone. Juventus, Chelsea, Inter Milan. I think that's a big pickup. The question for your team now is, are they going to invest in the summer? What? Daniel and Levy is not a guy that likes to put his hands in his pocket. Well, I think, I think what we saw in the... I don't know why we're turning the Sounders FC postgame show yeah, into yeah, yeah. Tottenham Hotspur. But at the end of the day, oh, listen, I'm happy. I'm happy we're done. Sun is tied for the golden boot win with, with Mohamed Salah. So I, I, at the end of the day, I'm happy. We're in Champions League. So... 
Can we add two really more good. soccer things? Yes. Clint Dempsey going into the Hall of Fame. Fantastic. Let's let's, let's talk about those two okay. other things really quickly. We'll take a break. We'll come back, okay. wrap up the post-game show. We'll also look ahead to Charlotte coming up with the Sounders coming up next Sunday. That's coming up on the post-match show. We'll continue it on Sports Radio 93.3 KGRA. You're listening to Sounders FC Soccer on Seattle Sports Leader, 93.3 KJRFM. For your Seattle Sounders, it is an unfortunate and mildly frustrating 1-0 loss today in Commerce City, Colorado against the Rapids. It's an own goal. I'm not sure if officially they'll give it to Jonathan Lewis, but it's a goal for the Rapids there in the 50th minute. Sounders had a couple chances, Jordan Morris especially, uh, there in the 54th, a possible PK in the 66th. Unfortunately, none of them uh, eventually happened in the back of the net, and the Sounders fall 1-0. Sound Transit would like to remind everyone to obey all signs and signals when around train tracks. Light rail trains are quiet and come in both directions, so stay aware and play it safe. Uh, now, before we get some final thoughts here, I will talk about, we, we mentioned what's coming up for the Sounders. Uh, once again, Sounders facing Charlotte FC next Sunday. That's May 29th, 6.30 p.m. kickoff at Lumen Field. Pre-match show will be at 6.30. You can get your tickets at soundersfc.com slash tickets. You can watch the match on FS1. Listen right here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJR FM. You can also listen, listen in Spanish language on El Ray 1360. The 2022 Sounders FC season is presented by Premier Blue Cross. Premier Blue Cross, always in your corner. So that's coming. what's coming up for the Sounders. And after a uh, six points in three-game stretch over eight days, would hope that the first of five consecutive home matches would be a really good chance for the Sounders to get things going there. They'll have a break afterwards. Uh, I will also mention that next Sounders ma next Sunday's match against Charlotte is part of the Protect Our Planet initiative for Sounders, so it's our Protect Our Planet match day. So make sure to be there for that next Sunday. Again, soundersfc.com slash tickets. But before we end tonight's show, uh, a couple points here, and Pete, you kind of started to get into it, but to quickly kind of wrap up and, and, and continue on that point, uh, Clint Dempsey goes in, going in to the Hall of Fame here in our country uh, for somebody who may be looked at as the greatest American soccer player of all time, for somebody who has spent so much time with the Seattle Sounders, so many great moments, so many great goals, championships and, and cups, obviously. Uh, awesome to see Clint Dempsey going in. Well, there was a great article. Jada Evans had it a couple of days ago she on did. Clint. I thought it was really good. It gave some insights because it's not easy to be uh, carry that title, be a U.S. national team uh, leading goal scorer and, and have to, there's a lot of pressure, right? And Clint uh, kind of came forward with some of that. And so kudos to him for going in. He's now broadcasting and it's fun to listen to his analysis. Great but in it, that, yeah. it, that was a great signing for the Seattle Sounders and, uh, you know, it's terrific. And then the other thing, just when, when Arlo White was here, I was coaching the Kitsap Pumas and he made a big deal about the Kitsap Pumas because it was the hierarchy that Danny grew up with in England, right? And I think we were the fourth division, right? And we won the national championship. He said, bring in the trophy. And, and he made a big deal, made me realize around the world, it's not just one league, it's two, three, four. And, and uh, Ballard FC opened last night uh, yeah. and it was fantastic. They had a great presentation. Uh, they play at Interbay. The place was absolutely packed. 5-1 win. 5-1. Declan McGlynn yeah. plays for us at Seattle U. Got the first goal, which was great. And... Uh, but it was really fun, really fun to see the energy, see people walk, because 
Inner Bay does not have a lot of parking. Right. People walking in and uh, just the collective energy of, and I think that's where the game has to go. We got to talk about grassroots. It was very grassroots. And Lamar Nagel, former Seattle Sounders, one of the owners of the team. So he it's really fantastic. I mean, 5 1 went great. And, and Danny, I mean, these kind of lower division and this, these kind of, you know, the, these programs who are from, you know, these really urban areas like Ballard is and this kind of localized, you know, really passionate fan group that we saw out there at Interbay, that's really where American soccer can really boost our game is, is having these really intense fan groups that within, listen, yes, all of them, I mean, I would say, most of those Ballard FC fans, probably big Seattle Sounder fans. Oh, for sure. A lot of Sounder jerseys. Right, for sure. Night. You bet. But, but if you can have that intense desire and the intense love of the game on that tight-knit community level, on the Ballard level, I mean, that's where we see it on the English side, you know, having that really in, in, intense. You talked about leads in the last segment, right? Yeah. And, and that's where Ballard FC could be could, – could really grow and, and boost the game in this community as a whole. Well, you go back 100-plus years in England and across the world, right? You know, South America, all across Europe. These big teams now started as small neighborhood teams. Like, I think you talk about Leeds, you talk about the old stadiums like Highbury and White Hart Lane for your Tottenham. Yep. All of them, are, and especially you go, as you go lower down, they've been in the same site and, and basically the same stadium evolved over time for 100 plus years, right? And it's in a neighborhood. And it's got to start somewhere. And it is about grassroots. And sometimes the people who go and watch Ballard FC, they can't get to the Sounders games, right? It's not accessible to them, but they can bring their kids down. It's a more of a, of a family kind of close-knit environment. Those are actually the games that are great to bring young kids. Like, like you know, my Oliver, Charlie, and Annabelle, we've gone to Defiance games and things like that because it's just a little smaller, more intimate, and if you do go away and go and find those, those clubs that are in the lower divisions around the world who have been around for 100 plus years, those people don't care about the Man United and the Tottenham's and the Boca Juniors. They care about their local team, their neighborhood team, their town. And you watch things like the FA Cup and all these, these competitions around the world, like the US Open Cup, that's when you see the real passion, when you see a big marquee club going to play in a small you know, club that's barely puts in 500 people and, and, and their dogs on a Saturday and they're surrounded by, you know, houses and people are up on their sheds trying to watch the game. That's the, that's the game. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the, 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 the way that it's been kind of commercialized, that's great because it evolves it. As long as that money gets pushed downstream and it continues to build the game up from the bottom up, I think it is just a great way to go for this country. I was in England. I was in the city of Bath. That's where my dad was born. I was on a train, I was by myself, I was heading out and I'm sitting in the train station and they were filming something and I'm curious. So I was like, what are you guys filming? They said, well, we're with Bath Football Club. And, uh, and, we're, and so I said, well, I'm Seattle Football Club. And so we made, they knew the Sounders, which was awesome. They knew who the Sounders were. Um, the funny thing is I had said to the cab driver, I said, how's the, the rugby, Bath rugby is, is Quite well known, Big and, yeah, and uh, and he and he said, uh, I said, how's the soccer team, football team? And he said, oh, they're rubbish. And it, it, ten minutes later, I was right in front of the, but it was their fan base, and they were filming something, uh, and it was great. It was lovely to see, and I saw it last night at the at the Ballard game. So, uh, Jason Farrell, former Sounder, Sounder assistant coach That's in the, the USL, he's them. the head coach, played with you, yeah. And so yeah. nice to see Lamar Nagel, Jason Farrell, Chris Kamer is a Ballard guy that Sam. I don't know Sam's last name. They were both Ballard High School yeah. 
team captains. That's awesome. And Chris went off to Yale, and they had this vision, and it's going to make the Sounders better. Tons of Sounder jerseys there last night, but it was a lot of fun. It's uh, go watch your local clubs, and, and what that is, they don't pay the players. It's a mixture of college players and kids trying, and they brought in some, they got in a couple of internationals from some really small countries that you never know where they're going to go, right? So it was fun. GoBallardFC.com is where you can get all of their information. Uh, but congrats to Ballard FC. Congrats to Lamar, Chris, Sam, uh, and that entire Jason, the entire club uh, on a great 5-1 to one win there in the opening game of the club's history. And who knows where it will go from here. Uh, Sounder fans, even the greatest athletes, make sure to take the time to catch up with their friends over on Michelob Ultra because they know that the joy is the whole game, not the end game. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So for the Sounders, uh, going back to Sounders FC, it is a one nothing loss today in Colorado, but again, six points from three games here in eight days. No reason to panic as their season really kind of gets rolling. And what's coming up next again is Charlotte FC next Sunday, May 29th, 6.30 p.m. Our pre-match show here on 93.3 KJR FM will start at 6.30. So we'll talk to you for that. We'll talk to you on Tuesday for Sounders Weekly here on 93.3 KJR FM. We'll visit with Garth Lagerway. We'll talk to a Sounders player. Uh, and uh, I think we might uh, talk some a little more Ballard FC. And uh, you know, after, after the amazing game that they had, the, the introductory game to their season. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I know we are way behind on my break, and Anders is probably going to be mad at me, but we want to thank you so much for listening. Anders back in the studio. Terry on site to bring us the call there from Colorado. Pete Fewing, Danny Jackson, thank you so much to you guys. My name is Jackson Feltz. We thank you all for listening. We thanks everybody who came out to Flatstick Pub here in Pioneer Square. It was uh, absolutely wonderful. Uh, $2 uh, from every beer sold today benefited Ray Foundation. Uh, so great to be here. The CONCACAF Champions League trophy was here. Brad Evans was here. Wonderful time. Hope to be back here in the future. So thank you all for listening. Thank you to all who were here. Thanks to everybody on the broadcast. We will talk to you on Sunday, uh, uh, Tuesday for Sounders Weekly. Next Sunday for Sounders Charlotte. Uh, and of course Chuck and Buck have uh, the show tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. But for right now, Fox Sports Radio is coming up next. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.